Hey guys, the first sponsor of this episode needs no introduction, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency. Um, we are actually having the CEO on the podcast today. If you want to plan your next video or project, these are the guys that can provide you with a clean and fresh looking product. Having personally collaborated with this company several times, including on the Tinder Gang and other features, I can say from experience that they know their shit. And working with them has been worth every fucking penny. They have everything you can ask for with professional equipment and stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Trying to find your next spot for a show or event? <laughs> well, look no further, because Stutterbox Productions is here to help. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next gig or event, this is the company to contact. They're just announced the lineup for field trip. Looks stacked. Looks awesome. Um, so go hop on that as well. And they also have plenty of other shows lined up. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Stutterbox Productions Facebook page for all of your needs today. Everybody, you're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister. Very blessed today to be um, joined by our good friend, uh, Jaden Swales. Fuck, how do you say your last name? Yeah, Swales. Swales, okay, yeah. I did get it right. Um, the CEO of Gorilla Graphics Design Agency, one of our sponsors, also a, um, a talented man behind the camera. How are you doing today, man? Doing good. What's up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Just started off there. YouTube, Spotify, everything. What? We're even on Rumble, believe it or not. Really? The alt-right listens to us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Fuck. <laughs> Not really. The alt right. All right, let's let's talk about some shit. <laughs> Got something to say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not quite. But uh, they every time they uh, have like they'll have like a live Trump like because I have the app so I like see pop ups every once in a while. I never really am on it, but um, they'll do like they'll have like Trump live. They'll be like, "Welcome our current president." <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right skip <laughs> skip yeah <laughs> so shit man uh let's get into it you've been fucking traveling and busy like a mofo yeah it's been crazy um, really doing a lot um behind the camera i assume mm-hmm. um what have you all been doing lately since you've last been on oh man well um i've been in omaha a bunch um I shot uh, Bad Flower. I did photos for Bad Flower out there. Um, and like 68 was there and uh, Broken Love as well. Um, I didn't do photos for Broken Love, unfortunately. Okay. Sorry, guys. Are those bands? Yes, or? all okay. bands. Yeah, Bad Flower. Um, actually, Robert Zortman with Hazer mm. um, opened up for Bad Flower like right before COVID. And it was like oh. the first uh, Hazer show that they played without or with like completely sold out. So that was cool. Um, It like came full circle and then ended up seeing them randomly, Jacob and Robert in (laughs) Omaha. I I was going there with no intentions of seeing anybody I knew. Yeah. Yeah. And they were there. But yeah, so that week was particularly crazy because I was um, in Omaha twice and then um, was like about to go up to Minnesota 
and then all this other stuff happened and then i had to go to cedar rapids for primus and um yeah so it's just been crazy i'm, I'm also in a wedding next week <laughs> and yeah so um I just got back from miami as well i wasn't that was just for fun but it's yeah. cool to say that you know like, oh yeah i've been traveling i went to miami like no but i did hand out some business cards there so That's maybe awesome. we'll see we'll see what happens you know if i get a sh- book to show out there to do some video in miami Fuck you know. yeah. How, how'd you like Miami? Oh, man, I loved it. I loved every second of it, honestly. And it was my first time in Florida ever. And, okay. And also just in Miami ever. And um, I've always been to the West Coast. I've been to the West Coast a ton of times, but mm-hmm. never to Florida. So it was a really nice like vacation for me and our friends and um, just had a blast, honestly. It was so much fun. Yeah. I would, uh, I would go again to like... Miami. I was in uh, Orlando for a week, and honestly, it was a week from hell. It was yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I came so back expensive. to Des Moines. Yeah. Oh, it's so expensive. But at that time, I was just like, dude, I don't even care. Like, it's it's Miami. Like, you know, I was yeah, like, I'm sure. gonna go all out, and if this is the only time I get to go there, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can. Sure. Well, I mean, and this was probably like a planned trip, right? Mm-hmm. Like, with my, I went. Oh shit! I went with uh, um, Molly. She was doing some stuff for her internship, and I kind of tied along. So it was kind of like a limiting trip in itself. Nice. But like, so I didn't have any, you know, weed. All the all I could get was like Delta Eight, and that right. didn't help with my appetite. Yeah. So I was, uh, so like I, I would get like these like twenty dollar meals at the hotel, and I couldn't eat them, and like I kept oh, doing shit, that, yeah. <laughs> just like trying to eat. The only thing I ate that whole trip was some McDonald's. Really? I don't know why I didn't just do that the whole fucking time. Oh man! But I didn't have a car, and like the only like because if we had driven, we would have had to pay for parking, which would have been just as much as like getting Ubers and shit. Mm-hmm. So we were literally just like trapped in this like yeah financial hole yeah that sucks yeah that, that would make miami not as much yeah. fun but you know i would like try it again for sure yeah definitely definitely save up like we were all like all, our whole friend group was like saving up to go out there so like by the time we got there we were just like fuck it spend money on whatever 60 dollar lobster let's go like <laughs> you know like um no but uh it was a lot of fun we it was so I just like traveled on that trip just for like with a group of friends that we've traveled uh, to Vegas. We went last year to Vegas with, and um, that was super fun. The thing, the thing I enjoyed about this trip compared to Vegas though was uh, we actually ate good food like mm. the whole time. When we were in Vegas, I was like so disappointed with all the food that we ate, except for one restaurant. We went to like a Gordon Ramsay place, oh, like a, it was yeah. like his burger joint or something. Yeah, that'd be hard to. <laughs> Yeah, everything else was literally fucking disgusting. Like in Vegas, like everywhere else that we went, like uh, it was actually my birthday, and (laughs) so we (laughs) we uh, went to this. We stayed in the Flamingo, and there's this like Mexican restaurant in the in the um, like floor of the casino. Mm -hmm. And um, the first night we went there, it was like all right, you know, whatever. And then uh, and then somebody had told us that they had like a really good breakfast. So on the day of my birthday, everybody's all hungover and asleep still, and I'm like, I'm getting up. It's my birthday. I'm going. I'm going to get a fucking burrito, and so, so we go down there, and it's just like me and one other friend, and we go down there, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a Bloody Mary, get a breakfast burrito. I got the Bloody Mary, and it was like the most disgusting Bloody Mary I've ever had. It, I swear to God, it was like this much vodka, which is great, you know, whatever, and then the tomato juice was just like stringy and like disgusting Ooh, and like i'm not God. a big fan of tomato juice but i love bloody mary's huh. and especially like in the mornings and 
but yeah, dude, it was absolutely disgusting. And then I get my burrito. I'm like, all right, this will you know make up for the gross Bloody Mary burrito. Was absolutely disgusting. Like the meat was all like chunky and just like stringy and just so gross. And I ended up getting sick like right afterwards. And I was like, this is a great birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then also at the time, because okay, so like weed's legal there and everything. Mm-hmm. So we had like a bunch of gummies, like weed gummies. And mm, yeah. At, like day one I'm like oh yeah I kind of want to go get some weed or whatever and I asked a bunch of people if they wanted to get any and like no like everybody, well, everybody was like yeah like if you get some like edibles like I'll eat them or whatever and I was like cool so I bring back a bunch of edibles not a single person ate them except for one person had one of them and I had like 20 edibles <laughs> and so I'm down there I'm like alright fuck it Vegas let's go like, and I'm just eating edibles like it's my fucking job so then the morning the morning of my birthday I like it was probably had already eaten like three edibles or something like that just to get rid of them because I didn't want to waste the money on them. Right, right. And so I'm eating this shitty ass breakfast <laughs> on like 30 milligrams of THC and fucking I just like had a huge panic attack <laughs> and I was just like I literally I like I'm just like eating my disgusting burrito like what I can of it <laughs> and, and the, per- the my friend that was there like had to like leave for a second to like go grab somebody's purse that was like left in an uber or something and I'm just sitting in this Mexican restaurant with all this disgusting food in front of me <laughs> on edibles and I'm just like this fucking sucks and i just started having a panic attack and literally the server the like waitress like comes up and is like here's your ticket all this like do you need a box i was just like i couldn't even speak i was just like no (laughs) no just help me please Um, can i have my money back (laughs) yeah for real no i wasn't gonna do that because i'm in the service industry too but i was just like i i was just like i couldn't even get words out and she just like i just like signed the check and i just stand up and immediately when i stood up i was like okay i'm fine like i'm good like we're still good we're still here everything's good that just that breakfast was like it was bad, man. It was really bad. So I do not recommend the breakfast at the Flamingo Casino <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. That is a for sure thing. <laughs> Did you do anything crazy when you were in Vegas? Um, not really. Yeah, I met a hooker. Or anything like that? Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. on accident. <laughs> <laughs> How much did she cost? No. Uh, $35. $35. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I didn't pay for her services. I uh, I just uh, I don't necessarily believe in that. But whatever. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Um, no, she was. We. It was the night that we landed there. We were out. It was like three in the morning. So like there. So it would have been like I don't know, like five a.m. here or something like that. And so I'd never been in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Had no idea that like prostitution is totally cool with yeah, everybody yeah. down there. And, like, so uh, I walk up to this lady. It was right in front of the Flamingo, like right where Tupac was shot too, ironically. <laughs> and um, not ironic at all, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> anyways, so I, I like I've been like I had my camera with me. I was like taking photos, taking videos of us just acting a fool and whatever. And um, 
I see this lady and she's like standing there in like this like long like sparkly lingerie and she's got these like wings on and everything and I'm like oh Vegas like she's an entertainer of some sort you know like a street performer or something that was my initial thought right yeah, yeah. so I so I walk up to her and I'm like hey can I like get a picture with you and with my camera by the way so I have my camera and I'm like doing like a, a I like to call them ussies and I was doing an ussy and again <laughs> she's like all right that'll be thirty five dollars and I was like um this is like my camera like i asked like what like i already have the footage like i can just run and be fine like (laughs) and i was like no i'll like i'll give you 10 bucks like i'll give you 10 bucks you're standing out here on the street like sure i'll I'll tip you 10 bucks like that i can justify so i give her 10 bucks and and this is on footage by the way afterwards and she and she's like starts like flirting with me and all this and at the end of the clip she's like i really like your shirt i'm literally wearing a shirt that says blame it on the pussy and like which is like terrible it's an it's andy uh andy frasco it's an andy frasco song um, so it's a band shirt, but it just says blame it on the pussy. Anyways, fucking so, so I give her this ten bucks. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like I can justify this, and she's like, for another twenty five, I'll give you my phone number. And I was just like, nope, thank you, thank you, later. Everybody, like, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, whatever. And then I walk up. To, my group of friends has now like accumulated into one spot, and they're just watching me talk to this hooker. Doesn't say a thing to me. Doesn't like try to get me out of the situation or anything. They're just watching this all go down. And and I walk up to them. I'm like, kind of like shell shocked. And then they're like, Jaden, we're in fucking Vegas for like three hours, and you already find a hooker. I'm like, she was a hooker. I was like, I had no idea she was a hooker, dude. Nobody, why did you tell me? Like, why did you grab me out of that situation? Like, she could have taken all I've gone to an ATM! <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Like literally, I did not have enough cash. No, no. I, <laughs> what can you do for fifty dollars? Yeah, yeah. What, can I can I get your phone number and something else? No, no. Just a couple pumps. Yeah. <laughs> Five dollars a pump. Like, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, you ever yeah. been to a strip club? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I actually have a really great stripper story too. Go for it. Okay, so this actually just happened this last last weekend. Um, so I I mentioned I was gonna be in a wedding this week coming weekend. So Ian and Vanessa, sorry about this if you see this, but uh, so we're at a bachelor party, right? For my my buddy Ian, um, we go to the strip club and uh, so I kind of like kidnapped like three of my friends the night before to like drive me to this bachelor party because like we had um like been drink out drinking the night before and um i was just like kind of drunk and like hey you guys like want to come with me to this bachelor party and of course they all said yes for some fucking reason and like so i'm like nice so they drove me they drove me all the way to sioux falls just like mm. it was like four hours or something. Oh wow, yeah. that's where I went to my first strip club actually in oh, Sioux Falls. Are you serious? Then yeah. we went to the same one. Probably. Well, but, <laughs> is there only one in Sioux Falls? Yeah, there's only one. That really shitty, dirty place. It's like Damn. in a strip mall. Strip yeah, mall, strip yeah. Mall. yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It had some really shitty name too. I don't even remember what it was, <laughs> yeah. but so so. Anyways, we go to the only strip club in fucking Sioux Falls, and um my buddy logan was there and like we get we get there and i'm like i like already bought lunch like i don't want to spend any money like on a lap dance or anything like that i'm just here for my boy getting married like i'm just here basically like you know so i i went in there with no intentions of spending any more money than like a couple beers 
And so um, we get there. My buddy Logan, immediately, before I can even get a beer, he's already talking to strippers, like, just within seconds of walking in the place. And so I'm like, I just brush it off. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's just trying to get a lap dance, like, immediately, whatever. So... Um, the stripper that he's talking to is like starts walking up to me and starts talking to me and she's like just will not leave me alone like just bugging you know that's her job like yeah just yeah, bugging yeah. the shit out of me i'm like dancing around it i'm she's like come on like let's go back there and get a lap dance i'm like i don't even know how this works like do i dance for you or like do I, you know i'm just like <laughs> I'm just like dancing around this, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you dance for me." I was like, "I can't dance," <laughs> you know, like, shit like, that. like just, just shutting it down, but without saying, I just wasn't saying no, you know. <laughs> so I wasn't saying no. I was just so yeah, just shutting it down. And she just keeps bugging me, keeps bugging me. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. Let's get this over with. Like, she'll leave me alone after this. So we go back there, and she's like, "Have you ever had a lap dance before?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." And she's like, "Oh really?" Because like your friend in there was like telling me how like sad and depressed you are and like how lonely you are and how like you really need this in your life right now and i was like yeah i was like are you fucking no. kidding me loving you bastard i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you as soon as i get out of this lap <laughs> so so i'm like no that's not the case like that's not the case at all like that you know i'm fine like you know i'm just here for a bachelor party whatever and she's like oh thank god i thought i was gonna have to twerk on this autistic kid and I was like, and that's that's literally what the stripper said to me i swear to god i was like i was like are you shitting me are you shitting me right now And I was like, that's funny. I was like, are you shit? Like, who says that? Like, you're a stripper. Like, <laughs> a stripper says that. Yeah, that's, that's who says that. So, so, <laughs> so, I'm like, no, like, that's really offensive. I'm not autistic, but thank you, anyways. And then, so, like, can, she continues to lap dance. We're kind of laughing about it or whatever. And then she's like, got her, like, you know, boobs in my face. And I just start laughing. Like, I just start laughing really hard. And I'm just like, and I have kind of like a high-pitched laugh. And so she like stops the lap dance and she's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, I'm like, I was just, the whole time I'm thinking about how she's thinking that like I'm autistic and that she has to like shake her ass and like slap her ass while she's like sitting on my lap. And I was just like, I just thought that was so funny because she was going so slow. She was like taking it so easy. And I was just like, she definitely thinks there's something wrong. (laughs) So so, um, so yeah so then we, it was just like yeah we're done like we're done with the slap dance and I, and I walk out of the strip club or I walk out of the room and I'm just like like staring Logan <laughs> yeah. in the eyes I'm just like you fucking bastard like how dare you do this to me like and so yeah that was that was basically my best stripper story luckily you know there's i'm sure there's a lot of terrible stripper stories and i feel like that's yeah a, that's a pretty good one well, here i can tell you one that happened at that very same strip club oh hell yeah so let's go. um so that was actually the night before i got married the first time was at that strip club because um we were in getting married in canton south dakota which is about like 40 minutes away or something like that mm-hmm. in the south dakota area um and i went home to the hotel with my family we were all drinking whiskey all that shit mm-hmm um and then eventually we went down just me my two cousins and my uncle we went out smoked a joint 
and then they were all like let's go to the strip club and i was like so incoherent at that point that like i couldn't even make decisions so i was just like all right and then they were like uh can we take your car and i was like sure so i gave him the keys to my car and somehow we made it like well actually no so, so we drove around my uncle's driving around and he's like i'm too drunk so then you just like parked in a random spot in a parking lot we walked to the strip club um my one cousin he was under 21 so he couldn't get in so he had to leave um my uncle paid for a lap dance from like some old older asian lady it was weird um and like the thing (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is like i you know i had never been to a strip club before and i haven't been since Mm. uh and like i didn't know the etiquette or anything so like you you can't use hands and stuff like that and like i i fucked that up (laughs) 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 like like uh i i got like a breast breast nuzzle you know and like i was and she's like no you can't do that and then i and then the lady came up and my uncle paid for a um a lap dance and that was kind of a weird experience um because like it, it, it had been like a thing with my ex-wife that like i told her like hey i'm not gonna go to a strip club and i ended up going to a strip club yeah um but, but so we leave and it's like three o'clock in the morning get back to the hotel and i'm like walking back and i was like oh i'm gonna go smoke a joint in my car and i'm like wait where's my car oh no <laughs> so my cousin goes inside and i ended up spending like the next hour trying to find my car yeah finally got back at like four in the morning woke up <clears throat> four hours later and i got married at three o'clock in the afternoon in the strip club no not no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that marriage would have uh ended sooner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have wasted less time yeah well fuck dude yeah, what, strip clubs you- are crazy man i i genuinely like i don't know like people like to go there and have fun or whatever but it, to me it's just like I just feel bad for everybody. Like, <laughs> it's their job, you know. They make a shitload of money, so like, whatever. I don't have any reason to feel bad, but I'm just like, if that was me, like, I would feel like, I don't know. I'd feel different about it. I guess. Like, yeah, you are like, you are kind. of, I mean, you're literally selling yourself in a way, you know. So I mean, really? you're, yeah, you're objectifying yeah. yourself. I mean, so there's got to be something to that, you right? Know? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot. Like for people that love it, like absolutely go for it, do it, like. You know, I know it helps a lot of like women's self-esteem and men's self-esteem too, and like, but also at the same time, like I feel like it's got to take a toll on you, like yeah, mentally and physically, and like you know, at some point you got to be like, do like I don't know, it's not for everybody, I guess, but yeah. Well, actually, I was kind of sort of seeing a stripper for like uh, like a little tiny bit, yeah, and like honestly, like you know, even though she was obviously you know, you know, gorgeous, like she huge cokehead. Mm-hmm. and like i don't know like right, i'm yeah. not i'm not someone who does coke and like that mm-hmm. that's just not my lifestyle and like i just remember that being like a huge turnoff she even had like a hole in her nostril jesus <laughs> like that that's wild yeah yeah I, the whole the whole thing with strip clubs i just i don't get it i mean i, I get it they're money makers but it's just like i, I guess know, like for the for the the people who are like paying for it to, right. like the receiving end of it right you know? yeah 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 like well some that's the thing that gets me is like i was just like looking around that strip club and i was like a lot of these dudes here like this is probably like the most action that they get and like that i for guess real? is what really makes me sad is like they have to like pay for it to like get some sort of like 
gratification from that and i don't know like i just i'm a classic overthinker like i just over so i'll just sit there and just like watch people and be like i wonder what that dude's thinking about I'm like you know and it's like oh he's probably got a hard on like, yeah right like what kind of it's kind of a weird blend right like the complete sickos along with like the frat boy like yeah, yeah, exactly, just, yeah. yeah it's a weird weird blend i went i actually do have one other stripper yeah, story for it, and then it. we'll we'll end it there yeah, yeah i'm go gonna totally it. call my boy andy out he's gonna be in, he's gonna be in this wedding too but when we were in college um we went to the lumber yard a lot and uh we were there one day and one night and uh it's like a any strip club you go to like you can't take pictures or take photos or mm, video sure, or anything sure. like that and this is like you know snapchat was like kind of just becoming a big thing and like all that shit and so he's like sitting under the like <laughs> at the stage if you've ever been to the lumber yard it's like one stage on top a second stage on the bottom and then a lower third stage and uh, so we were sitting at that, that middle stage yeah okay. it's like it's like three levels and okay. so we're sitting at the middle stage it's literally just me and my buddy andy and i'm like we had probably been drinking or something and like he, he thought it was a fucking good idea to start trying to take photos under like underneath the fucking table and i see like I kind of saw it happening and I was just like, dude, you got to fucking put that shit away. Like you get here, we're going to get kicked out and all this shit. I shit you not like five minutes later, they fucking surrounded my friend and he's sitting like right next to me. They surrounded him like all the bouncers, like this one dude, this one like scrawny bouncer literally jumped from the top stage <laughs> down on the stage while what? the stripper is still dancing and like literally jumps down in front of him, literally like grabs his phone out of his hand. And then I look, I look at it and I'm like, where the fuck? did this guy come from <laughs> and like he just literally, he just literally just jumped down and i was like what this is a weird show you know and then, fucking, and then i look behind him and these two big ass like bodybuilding bodyguards literally lift andy out of the seat and just take him and i'm just like sitting there drinking my beer like I don't know this man. <laughs> I, I abandoned the shit out of him. Dude. I was like, I was like, this is not. I don't know him. I've never met him before, and we drove there together and shit. So like, I was like, yeah. I just, I just like finished my beer and just like sat there and just like you know calmly walked out. And he's just standing by my car, and yeah, he's just waiting for me. And I was just like, that was the that was before this like couple weekends ago. That was the first, that was the last time I'd been in a strip club and I was like I was just like, Yeah, dude, this is not this is not for me. It was, yeah. It's I, I still had fun, don't get me wrong, but it's just I don't know, I just get fucking weirded out. Well yeah, it's literally a tease, you it know. It is, yeah, and it's like I'm not you know, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, I can just chill. Yeah, and like people criticize me for this, but like I'd rather just jerk off. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, you know. I'd rather, I'd rather just play Pokemon. <laughs> 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 I don't have any sexual desires. I just play Pokemon. <laughs> um, fuck. Would you ever take acid in Las Vegas? Um, probably not in Las Vegas, and I don't think I ever would. I I did do acid in high school, like yeah. uh, once, but I had a buddy that had like a really bad experience from it. So mm. I uh, yeah, I was going through this really rebellious phase in high school, and I was just like, I tried it, and it just wasn't for me, you know. Like, sure. I still had fun, but I think I just realized like how quickly you can like switch on and off with that. And like, that's what freaked me out. So mm. like in what way, like, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I remember we were just sitting in my buddy's basement and we'd been taking it for a while. And like he, he, uh, started playing this like death metal rap 
and I was like, it just fucking weirded me out, you know? And I was like, and then he immediately started playing Slightly Stupid, and I was like, fine. You know, it was like, <laughs> so it was just like, that for me was just like really weird to the, like, uh, that's when I realized like, okay, well, like, I'm not in control of this at all. Like, mm. you know, and then I think that started like getting in my head and started weirding me out and stuff. And so, yeah, I've never done acid since, but sure. Um, yeah, no, I was just, <laughs> I did a lot of stupid shit in high school. Yeah. You ever see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, of course. I actually just watched that recently. Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 That's that movie, an awesome movie. That movie is like the perfect description of what Las Vegas is. <laughs> I, I like I couldn't agree more with like the depiction of Las Vegas because we were there for five days. Yeah. Which every time I tell that to somebody, they're always like, "That's way too long. <laughs> That's way too long to be in Vegas." And well, because I've never been, and so when and I was going like on my birthday, and so the like our group of friends was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go there for like three days." I was like, "Let's make it five. Like, why not? Like, it's I've never been there. Like, let's have a good time." And we get there by day three, everybody is just burnt out. Like, nobody is happy anymore. Like. Like everybody wants to fucking just leave and I, that's when I was like I remember we were like eating dinner um, at this place and they had like a bar it was like a pretty nice bar but um, no we weren't even eating dinner I, we were just w- people watching just like drinking beers and people watching and I just remember thinking like this is a fucking dark city dude <laughs> like this is a dark place to be in and I probably was mostly having that like that uh mentality because i had been you know drink like binge drinking for like three days straight you know and so and that's the other thing too is like it's just money and like girls and drugs and it was just like it's fun at first it's fun for three days but then after that you're like dude get me the fuck out of the city yeah you know what i mean like it's just too much yeah, I have always wanted to go, but I, I don't know how much of, like, the... I feel like I would gamble. That would be, like, my problems. I would really want to go gamble. Mm-hmm. Like, See, I'm, I'm terrible at gambling. Hmm. Like, absolutely awful at it. That was really the only time I really gambled was when I was there, because I was like, Vegas, you know? Like, that's literally, like, Miami, Vegas. I'm like, fucking Vegas, baby, let's go. Like, anything goes, and then same thing with Miami. Anyways, like, yeah, I, I only played blackjack and slots. Hmm. And uh, I did okay at blackjack. I was like doing okay, but um, it just, uh, it just, again, it was just like sad. Like you'd see, like I saw this like one, he, this kid, he had to be like 21 at, at minimum, who just walks up to our table. We'd been like sitting there just hanging out, drinking at the table because all drinks are free when you're gambling. Mm, yeah. So, that's how um, they get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they want you to like get fucked up. So you start like making stupid bets and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, they uh this kid walks up. He's he's got like this one stack of chips. Puts it all down and like literally wins big. Like just wins it immediately. Does it again, loses everything. I'm just like, "Fuck, man. You've been here 30 seconds. You just lost like 3 grand." Like you're 21. I'm like, idiot. Uh, yeah, literally. It was like the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. He's like, and then I remember, I remember right after he won that first hand, he was, I was like, damn, dude, that was, that was a good bet. And he was like, dude, I've lost so much money. <laughs> that's the first thing he said to me. I was just like, yeah, that's a, uh, I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> See, I if I went, I would like be on some Rain Man shit, and I would just fucking yeah. like, I would be zoned, you know. So like, yeah, after the first day that we were there, I was like, I'm gonna learn how to count cards. Like, yeah, immediately, like, so I started downloading all these apps and like trainers and shit, and like I got really into it for a while after Vegas, and because I had this whole mentality of like, 
I'm never gambling on blackjack or anything again unless I know how to count cards. So I got I I started like studying, dude, and like because it's not illegal. It's not illegal oh, to count cards. Is it not illegal or is it just against? It's just their... frowned upon. It's just it's, it's not illegal because like you're using your brain. If you have like a device, like if this water bottle was like telling me what's somehow like relaying a radio message to me and telling yeah. me what cards are going to be played, that's illegal. Sure. But if I'm just using my brain to count cards, that's yeah. not illegal because it's literally your brain. Yeah, but they can still like if they think you're counting cards, they can still kick you out. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they can kick you out. They can put you on like a blacklist basically and like not mm-hmm. let you into the casino anymore. But I've done, dude. I've done so much research on this. <laughs> like I like they like there's this whole community of card counters that are just like under the fucking table that don't like what i swear to god dude reddit like go to reddit card counting and like it's Damn. crazy people but that's the thing too is like if you're that's what i like realized i guess afterwards it's like if you're gonna count cards like it has to be like okay i'm only counting cards this is my job now like so it's like people are making like forty forty thousand dollars if not like millions of dollars but you know it's over time you know and and they're still losing too at the same time but still coming back and like i don't know gambling sucks (laughs) gambling does gambling sucks is really what it comes down to yeah i can't imagine being in that that whirlhole of like have you seen uncut uncut gems oh yeah Ooh, dude that movie's like an anxiety yeah dude it is great i um, uncut gems (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've seen that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the best shit ever uh um but yeah my uh um or uh you ever hear of a uh, well norm mcdonald he has a story where he uh he was like on the bridge and he had sixty thousand dollars and he was like a big gambler like he was like, oh, really? addicted and he like he lost hundreds of thousand dollars like all the time and he just like was on a bridge and he's just like i'm quitting gambling he just took sixty thousand dollars in cash and just dumped it over the bridge why <laughs> Like, don't gamble it. Just throw it in the bank, dude. What? I did not know that story. That's crazy. Yeah, that was like his. That was like his thing to like. Qu- and then, like, ten seconds later, he's like, "Fuck." Yeah, for real. <laughs> like Jesus. But that's the kind of person that gambles. You know, mm-hmm. like a very like quick, like yeah. just quick decision kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and you might as well if you um, like sixty thousand dollars. Like shit, man. Like <laughs> throw that in the house or something. You know, like. <laughs> yeah exactly dude (laughs) but pay off some shit i don't know like don't just throw it over the ledge but i mean ultimately it's just a good metaphor for gambling but if you're you're choosing not to gamble don't just like throw away your money because like you might as well just gamble it you know (laughs) yeah i knew a guy in south dakota he had a really good analogy for gambling he's like drive down drive down the highway or whatever roll down all your windows hold a 20 dollar bill and whatever chance that has of flying back in your car, that's about how much yeah, chance absolutely. you have of winning. Yeah, and that's because that's one of the things that I was looking up too. Is like the there's like a percentage that the casinos have to give you of like po- like good odds or something like that. Mm, like they have to give you you have to have a win percentage, and all of your games slots like blackjack, you know whatever, um, roulette, all that shit like. Ha- you have to have a certain amount of chance to win in order for it to be a game in a casino. Mm. And that chance is literally like 0.3%. <laughs> like some shit like that. Or like 3%. Like I don't even know. It's ridiculous though. Like the house always wins. Like the yep. casino is going to take your money regardless. <laughs> yeah. And they want your money too. Like that people go in and like people who've never gambled like me will like go in and put a hundred. Like I, I went in, I had $200 and I was like, this is my gambling money. It's like, 
if I lose it, not going to be upset about it. It's not that much money. But then you start winning and you get like, I doubled that like within a couple days and then I lost it again. And then it was like, mm. then came back and it was like, okay, I'm even now. I literally like stopped gambling at that point. I was like, I came out even. I didn't, I technically didn't yeah, lose that's any good. money. That's and good. so, yeah, first time in Vegas, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty fucking ridiculous like and that's again like just the thing that i was realizing when i was there is that it's a dark city man they just take your money everybody's on like drunk or on drugs and like it's just a dark city it's a lot of fun for three days (laughs) at most but it's it's just a dark place and i think that's what i was realizing like towards the end of the trip is just man this fucking sucks (laughs) yeah well um I think it's crazy that you like do do you find those vacations relaxing because I imagine like with you traveling and doing everything you do like it's hard to find time to you know have downtime yeah but like do you find that relaxing like going to Miami and stuff like that yeah like especially Miami I found very relaxing because I I just I would say Vegas was a little bit more hectic because it was also my birthday and we were all you know drinking and walking everywhere and like it was hot as shit and but and again you know just like the whole the whole vibe behind Vegas is just like, like it's literally that weekend album or whatever, where it's just like a nightmare in Las Vegas. Mm, the I'm weekend. Yeah. Well, th- I like, that's just a great fucking analogy. Like his whole album is the concept of like Vegas fucking sucks. Basically <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can really lose your mind in Vegas. Like, and f- same thing, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Like it's a, it, those are like the best like depictions of that city to me. But in in terms of like relaxation i still was very relaxed in vegas and for me it's like i'm just like constantly going i'm constantly working on videos or getting booked for shows and i'm forgetting about shit and you know and have to come back and redo stuff and whatever and um it's like when i was in miami i I like i told everybody like i'm gonna be in miami so it's like i have no other obligations other than just experience that time there with my friends and eat good food or you know do whatever we're doing and just have fun you know and like i think that to me is like what's really relaxing and then when i come back like i feel like super like rejuvenated i'm like pumped Mm -hmm. up to get back to work you know because it's like you travel and all this and it's uh yeah it's definitely um relaxing for me but as much as i travel like even if i'm like going to like omaha or something to to work on a video like i still find that relaxing because it's like you're in the car for a couple hours and like i just listen to music and just kind of let go (laughs) and then like back to game time like when you get to the venue or whatever you have to do and yeah i don't know it's it's a lot of relaxation and a lot of stress at the same time you know so it's like you just gotta you just gotta do what like works for you you know and make it make it good yeah yeah we only live once <laughs> yeah that's true uh so how long have you been like doing this like doing like your video stuff and traveling with that like is that new is this that old? is well the traveling is very recent okay. within within probably the last year and a half okay. um so uh yeah no i i got started with uh, like video and and photos isn't even my background like i took one class in college for <laughs> a photography class and um yeah and then i just kind of fell into video during covid um and yeah it's just been a wild ride ever since and i think for me it was like i always wanted to be able to offer that with my company but i wanted to also um you know do designs do just be creative about everything sure, yeah. and 
Um, cause my background is actually in graphic design. So, okay. um, I love illustrations. I love drawing, um, you know, painting, you're a painter as well. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like, that's where my creative side comes from, I guess. And then just photos and videos is like, I kind of saw the market, especially here in Des Moines, that it's like, people need that shit. Like people they do. And well, and the big thing for me, like the, the way I even got into graphic design is when I was in high school, I was in a band called Ilway, And, um, we actually like kind of made some moves, like some big moves when we were in that band. And, um, we were 17, you know, like had really no idea what we were doing. And we were opening up for like Lita Ford and Adelita's way. And, shit like that and um we did all of our own graphic design like i did i like made some of the cover art and like we i we had an animated video that like i animated and mm. um so yeah that's really like how it all got started for me and i was like this is like where i think i could see myself going because i love music i've always i, I come from a musical family and mm -hmm. um always loved it and so i was like this is like i don't play music anymore but i can still help other people that are playing music or making music and help them grow um just with doing what i love you know like just like i love people's music as much as probably just as much if not more than they love it making their yeah, own music yeah. and um so yeah it's just i i love helping get people's names out there i guess and that's like the big thing for me is like i'm here to make you look good like you know mm. as Fuck. much as i can you know yeah well i mean you know you and i recently worked on the tinder gang yeah we did <laughs> yeah we did go check that shit out go check that Link shit below. out um but yeah like that's something i noticed like with working with you is like you are very good at like um, working with that like I feel like you and I had a really good mm -hmm. we were able to like bounce stuff off each other yeah and I kind of went into that literally having no idea like I read the script like twice and yeah. I was like yeah this is funny like let's go and I really I was I was actually kind of looking for more direction from you because mm -hmm. um like if if you tell me what your idea is like I can make that come to life like sure. with what I do anyways or to an extent anyways and um it's it's a lot different for me when somebody like has their own kind of vision and then i and then they don't tell me that and then i'm just like stuck here with my vision for whatever they're trying to do and so then i'll make it my way and then they'll be like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> you're good no but uh yeah i'll make it my way and then basically they'll be like ah it's not really what we're looking for i'm like well then you gotta fucking tell me you, know? like, you gotta tell me what you want uh, like, i hate that man you can't I go to a deli and just be like i want a sandwich and they're just like you like roast beef and they're like no <laughs> nope sure don't <laughs> all right well fuck me what kind of fucking sandwich you want dude like tell me <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah um i i hate that though because i've had that experience too where like i did like a whole video and then the guy just didn't like it yeah because he you know people like think that they can be a director and they mm -hmm. really can't yeah. that that same shoot the tinder gang actually that was the first time i realized that i cannot do that stuff <laughs> <laughs> that was when i had the revelation like you know if i really want to like direct music videos or yeah. short films like i have to be sober we'll see and that's the thing too is like um when when you're doing anything like that especially something that's like written down you have a plan for it you know or like your storyboarding is that there needs to be a collaborative effort um, yes one yes. of the one of the bands that i'm working right now with is a uh, mint um they're a des moines band and they're gonna be um shooting this really awesome music video i think everyone's gonna really like it it's it's gonna be pretty uh pretty well put together we have a really good plan for everything um we're currently storyboarding but um yeah basically like 
he had the vision, you know, and then he was like, he hired everybody else around that vision. So it's like, he's got lighting people doing their, doing their lights. You know, he's got, it's not like, like what we were doing with the Tinder gang where it's like, everybody kind of has to do everything to like make this work, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, um, there's, we've got like, once we edit the video, we're going to send it off to a colorist and like stuff like that, you know? So it's like, everybody has their job set in stone and that's their job. Mm -hmm. They don't expand out of that. They don't do anything less than that, you know? So, um, that's, that's, I love a creative environment like that because also everybody already has like their plans. Everybody knows what they're there to do. Nobody's distracted. And if they do get distracted, there's literally somebody there to be like, yo, get back on track. Like, this is what you need to be doing, you know? So it's just, it's just a really positive creative environment. And Mm -hmm. also in my opinion, it helps create like the best content, the, like the best vision of whatever you're trying to make, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, you've done this for a year and a half. So that attests to like, you know, I think you just, as you keep doing it, mm-hmm. you gain I've, been, those skills. I've been doing this like three years. Oh, now. okay. Well, this okay, will well. actually be my fourth year doing running guerrilla graphics, but, um, okay. but yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, traveling within the year and a half, mm-hmm. but sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, you know, like I said, I fucking love what you do. I love that. You <laughs> thank know, you, we, man. we have I love what you do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. We love each other. <laughs> we, oh my God, this is so great. You want to go out and have a date after this? Let's do it. <laughs> Molly. Just, just us. <laughs> Just us boys. Molly, I'm going to go to the bar with Jaden. <laughs> no, not a bar. <laughs> We're going to a nice restaurant. I'm and talking hotel bar. Room. <laughs> I might be here in the morning. <laughs> not if I can help it. That's <laughs> uh, good, man. That's good. Uh, shit, like what a... You know, because I, I, last time we were here, we kind of wanted to chop up about movies, but we didn't really get chance Oh, yeah, to. we never did, yeah. Yeah, like what when you're like i don't know when you think about film like what are some of your influences what are the things that come to your mind like what like you know eras or directors or mm-hmm. anything like that well um my so we never had cable growing up so we always had movies always had dvds so okay. um and like before like netflix was like a streaming service like we would get netflix movies like mailed to us still you mm. know like shit like that so i've always had a huge collection of movies and my dad did my mom did um and uh so basically like i was exposed to movies at a very young age and um like you know older movies but at the same time like i wasn't allowed to watch r-rated movies either so i don't know but some of the most like iconic movies for me growing up was like my cousin Vinny. Mm, have you ever seen classic. that yeah okay that was the first. so my parents are lawyers oh, really? so they showed that to me like at a very very young and, age and that was the first r-rated movie i ever saw yep yeah. you know what one of the same one of the first for it's me literally too. r-rated for language yeah like, yeah that's it. fucking awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie there's so many good good lines that come out of that movie um that I, I I always watched like the original Karate Kids and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, those were like like the big movies I guess that I like really remember like watching. I guess like more than once, you know. And I'm trying to think what else. There's one. Oh, Ace Ventura, the Ace Ventura movies. You know, I never got into those. Oh man, I love. Jim I was Carey. just talking with a uh, Molly about that last night. She's like, "You yeah, haven't seen it? Like, no. I don't know. There's something about Jim Carrey in those." in those types of movies oh, that I feel obnoxious. like a little generic. It's yeah, obnoxious yeah. as hell, but it's so at the time I was a kid, I was just like, sure, this is yeah. so funny. Like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, you know? And I still love them, but, 
Um, I would say currently, like those were kind of the movies that I like. I first like watched. Sure. And um, I'd say recently, like one of the most iconic movies for me right now that I'm like, I still like, I watch it and I just like digest everything that I can. And I've seen it probably like five or six times now is uh, Baby Driver. Mm, love I have movie. not seen that one yet. I love that movie. Um, Edgar, I love Roger. Right? Yeah, or Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah, I love him as a director. Yeah, but. he's so good. And that that movie was kind of like his like brainchild of like a like the movie he's always wanted to make. Mm, you know, so okay. it's like it's a rate. It's like a, a streetcar like driving movie, but it's also very musically inclined. Like mm-hmm. everything in the movie is timed to songs. Like every yeah, single action, yeah. every everything that happens in the movie is timed to a song, and it's so beautiful to watch. And um, when I, I remember seeing it in like when I was like starting my business and everything, I remember seeing a bunch of people like, like doing like their illustrative, uh, what is it? Illustrative, like interpretations of like movie posters for baby driver. Mm. And I kept seeing all these really cool ones. I was like, why are all these artists like making this poster, you know, for this movie? And then I watched it and I was like, Oh my God, this is like everything I love <laughs> about movies in one movie. And it's so good. It's so good. Definitely. Hot. It's it's by far like now it's one of my favorite movies probably of all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's like, that's like really hard for me to say because I love a ton of movies, but just the, the entire creative aspect of Baby Driver is just absolutely insane. Damn. I, really I'll have cool. to watch that. I got it if you want to borrow it. Ooh. I got you. I got Blu-ray and the special features too. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you're willing to do that. I always, I, oh, I've, yeah, had, no, I've I mean, had so many, I've had so many movies loaned out and never mm-hmm. returned that I just like. Oh no, I'll get my movie back. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, I'll get it back. But I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> well, uh, and you know, as we're both film appreciate yeah. appreciators, I'll make sure to get that to you back. I've definitely been the, on the receiving end of like people loaning me movies and then they never ask for it back. But I will for sure ask for that movie back. <laughs> Any other movie, I probably wouldn't. Care. But that's the one movie where I'm just like, yeah, I, I want that. Yeah. I want to keep that one. Well, that I mean, Edgar Wright is such a good director. Um, I've seen pre, I'm well, not everything, but I've seen almost everything. Like Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. I love those, Scott Pilgrim. Those two. Wait, he did Scott Pilgrim. Yep. Oh shit! I love that movie. Did that's not realize that was his. I probably did know that and just forgot, <laughs> but but I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that movie specifically, Scott Pilgrim, like it's so clever in that, like it uses cut scenes mm-hmm. to like finish like thoughts yeah <laughs> yeah like the like i think it's probably the best example i've ever seen of like seamless transitions yeah absolutely where, yeah or like can get, it can literally be like a different part of the day in a different place and it literally does it feels like you were in the middle of the scene well and that's why i love edgar wright especially for scott pilgrim is that like that movie is like a visual comic book mm-hmm. like that's in the it, again it's just like he his brain he's a genius like in my opinion he's he's so versatile like he can literally anything that he wants they edit like on scene like while they'll shoot a scene they'll be like edit it and like put it in they did i know they did that with baby driver too really Maybe, i didn't know that yeah i don't know if he does that for every movie but i know for sure for baby driver i've watched all the special features oh, okay. like many yeah, times yeah. and <laughs> um I know that they would like shoot a scene and literally edit it while like after the scene was done and like edit it while it's going on. And, but that movie is also like I was saying, like everything is timed to a song, you know, and like all the actions, Mm. like they're shooting guns and it's literally like to the beat of the song, like when they shoot the guns and shit like that. It's, it's so cool. Like everything about it is so cool. Same thing with Scott Pilgrim. Like 
everything about that is is a comic book action you know like he just has that that visual and he's just able to create that so well and it's just awesome but i also do love hot fuzz i love Shaun of the dead those were like the first movies that really got me in to edgar wright mm-hmm. um and then uh yeah i guess those are those are really the big ones for me i've seen i've seen those movies a bunch of times but yeah hot fuzz is hilarious i mean they're both hilarious but um <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw Hot Fuzz recently. And yeah, yeah. I see. I need it's to see those ones movie. again. I love Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well, okay. So an example of this, of like baby drivers and Shaun of the Dead when um, they're in the bar, like towards the end of the movie mm. and the um, they're like holding up in the bar and uh, the zombies break in and they're all beating them, beating the zombie <laughs> at the same time to the beat of the song, the Queen song. And yeah, like that's, that's baby driver in a nutshell. Like that's awesome yeah it's a great one well like in you know quentin tarantino kind of does the same oh, thing you know quentin like when tarantino he writes too. script he scripts he like has songs premeditated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh, people don't realize that like how important music is but that's also kind of like a struggle like when you're writing screenplays like mm-hmm. they say it's like a big no-no to like put a song in a screenplay unless you're like you know in that loop where right. you can really be like oh hey like call someone up and use the song yeah like if you're just like getting into trying to break into the industry don't put like right. yeah they start playing sunshine or you know shining you crazy diamond or whatever mm-hmm. you know like it just doesn't work i i love quentin tarantino i think he's awesome so okay so what do you think about his last one uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, loved it. Loved Damn. every second of it. Did you not I, like it? See, I might need to rewatch it because I've every Quentin Tarantino. I always suggest you have to watch more than once. Yeah, sure. Because there's so many things you don't catch that are like, and like that's the thing that I love about that movie is like there's like jokes in it that like you don't yeah. necessarily catch. Like Brad Pitt is actually fucking hilarious <laughs> in that movie, but it it doesn't come off that way. Like the whole thing and the whole thing is just like kind of like a satire of like the manson murders and but yeah um, well it's more he described it as more of like a uh, if, like a what if well not even like a what if but it's like more of a portrait of that time period mm, which yeah. i think is different from all of his movies maybe that's why i was like kind of turned off to mm, it because yeah. he just got, like i think the hateful eight is um arguably one of the greatest movies he ever made i think the only thing that tops it is pulp fiction that's just because of the cultural significance mm-hmm, it had. Mm-hmm. like i i felt i guess i felt disappointed after hateful eight him coming well, off because django came out oh wait was it django, django was before ha- oh really yep i didn't realize that yeah it was django then hateful eight and then he just did or you know he did the once upon a time in hollywood and isn't wait wasn't <clears throat> hateful eight his eighth movie too yep oh that's crazy <laughs> okay so when i was in high school i took a film appreciation class okay. and um uh some of the movies we watched we like you know like you always go through like like eras or whatever and like a class mm-hmm, like that sure. and i think that's that class is genuinely what it was the most failed class in my high school too <laughs> because everybody thought that they would just go and watch movies but yeah, i've always yeah. i've always loved movies so hearing that it was a failed class like i was like oh dude i got this like whatever <laughs> and so but my teacher i can't even i wish i could remember her name i can picture her but um she was so good and like very like we watched a lot of modern movies like right off the bat like the first one that we watched was the facebook movie um, uh, social network yeah social Another network movie um and but like we like you digest those movies like she would pause it and be like okay look at this scene like look at this frame right here like what symbolism do you see in this like shit like that you know and that's awesome um so then at the end of the uh i'm trying to i know we watched scott pilgrim versus the world in that class we digested the shit out of that one um social network um we watched um the animated one with uh oh god 
it's super popular it's got the like um fuck i cannot think of the name of it but like there is it's a really big cosplay thing with the like akira akira maybe i don't know but that's the one that comes to mind it's like ghost of akira or something it's just called akira ghost in the shell uh, i don't know it's it's a japanese animated movie yeah akira kind of sounds right but i don't know i can't think of it for sure but it's like the they got the like kind of ghost people that like wear the like black robes and then they have the like white faces with the triangles okay not akira no it's like it's like ghost of something or ghost of it might be ghost in the shell ghost in the shell it could be yeah it's it's a really it's a really like known animated movie I, i don't i just can't remember the name of it but um we watched that one and then we watched a bunch of like uh uh who's the mime that had the hitler stash and you know what i'm talking about what the guy that the guy that had the hitler stash back when it was cool back oh charlie chaplin charlie chaplin yeah. yeah we watched a we watched some charlie chaplin and then the other guy that was around that time period who was also like slapstick um i want to say his name started with an e but he was just like charlie chaplin but like the different the earlier version of charlie chaplin hmm. basically i don't remember but yeah we just watched a bunch of movies like that and the and the and the, and the oh my god jesus christ at the end of the class we had to do a director's study and um i did mine on quentin tarantino fuck yeah fuck and yeah. so i dived into a bunch of different uh, tarantino movies that he hadn't necessarily been the sole director on mm. so um I, cause I had seen Pulp Fiction. Um, I'd seen, um, and that's the, honestly Pulp Fiction is like why I wanted to do a director study on them because like at the time I was like really big into writing, um, mm. in high school, like I wanted to be an author and shit and it didn't work out, but, um, I was like, I really wanted to like adapt, like I wanted to write like fictional novels and like, um, write screenplays and shit like that and uh so when i like i like at one point downloaded the like script and screenplay for pulp fiction i just fell in love like the whole his whole writing process just i just immediately loved and um so that's what made me do it but i watched like jackie brown you had to watch like four movies so i watched jackie brown four rooms four rooms um i watched the second kill bill because i'd never seen any of the kill bill movies at that point and um what was the last one maybe it was only three movies i can't even remember the last one but um oh no 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 i watched the the vampire one oh the, uh dawn after du- yes. or dusk after dawn or something yes. like that i watched that one that's it's, a great one too yeah so all those movies like i i binged them in literally like two days i watched all four and was like Damn. oh my god i still love quentin tarantino <laughs> even more now like, and uh no but um yeah that's what really made me fall in love with it and then Django came out and i'd already seen Django at that point but then i like uh, you know uh, with quentin tarantino it's like you have to dive in for me anyways personally i have to dive into it like i have to watch the movie like four or five times just to like catch everything Mm. the way he films shots like the stuff the symbolism that he puts in there and like it's just crazy and he just thinks everything and I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but like he wrote Pulp Fiction, like went to Amsterdam and like wrote Pulp Fiction in like a weekend or something like that. And then like filmed it. Like Damn. it will like it developed it, obviously. They went through yeah, the whole sure. development process, but like he wrote the original screenplay in like a day or something like that. Or wow, like really fast. That. He did it really fast. And so like that was just like the dream for me. It was like, God, Quentin Tarantino can go to a fucking country for a couple days and then come back and write Pulp Fiction. Like, 
that's crazy you know, that's insane like yeah that's like some stephen king shit mm-hmm. like just pumping it out like that what do you think of jackie brown i was honestly kind of disappointed from that movie so i've seen that movie twice and i really like it because i also love samuel L. jackson yeah he's a beast and um but it's definitely one of those movies that like for me like one okay so one of the first actually okay w- before i ever saw pulp fiction the first quentin tarantino movie i ever saw was reservoir dogs i was probably like 16 or 17 i bought it from the blockbuster because mm-hmm. it was on clearance oh, and dang. uh i remember watching it and i fucking yeah it's a good place to start because that's his first uh, yeah and movie. i fucking hated that movie dude. <laughs> i fucking hated it i was like this is the most boring movie that looks so cool like it makes like i just didn't understand that like dialogue was like such a big part of it you know yeah yeah so i was just like this movie sucks like i'm like what is the big deal like why did this movie why it's the 20th anniversary version that i got i was like they're still celebrating this piece of shit like what the fuck like <laughs> and then once i did once i did the director study on him like i went back and watched reservoir dogs and i was like oh shit like i missed out on everything about this movie like i didn't understand any of it and so to me jackie brown is kind of like that same way it's like it's all dialogue it's a lot of like following these characters through yeah, the story sure. and so um that is one of the movies that i do need to revisit and like yeah, really dive too. into it's it's i i remember the first time i watched it and i watched it all the way through and i got like the main idea of it and i was like this is a really powerful movie again you know it's always got that tarantino twist at the end and um but yeah no it was is i i enjoyed it but it's definitely one of those movies that i need like i i don't think about as much as i think of like his other movies like inglorious yeah, bastards sure. or shit like that you know like well it's interesting it's the only movie he's done that's based off a novel oh really yeah i he, didn't realize that. A, that i made that it might be why i don't like it as much because it's not like an original tarantino story like he took a novel and adapted it okay i didn't realize that yeah i don't know but i mean tarantino's a fucking bomb mm-hmm. you know he really is he's the goat in my opinion yeah do you really think he's gonna quit after this 10th one uh maybe for maybe for him like his own personal movies um I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I think maybe for his own personal movies, he might not just be a sole director anymore, but he'll always, like, go on... Be uh, in the mix. Yeah. What was it? Natural Born Killers? Like, he mm-hmm. was on that movie, or he's yeah. got, like, a credit of it, but he didn't actually, like... Yeah, like, story buy or, or something like something. that. something, yeah. yeah. Like, I also do love that movie, too. I have not seen that one either. Really? I got yeah. that one, too, man. I'll let you borrow it, bro. <laughs> awesome. Any movie that you want. I got a whole collection here. <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah. We'll have to... We'll have to check each other's collections out. absolutely dude absolutely you're you're i will say you're probably one of the few people i would trust with yeah. uh, getting would, my movies out because you respect it you i know? agree i agree i would i would trust you too so you can definitely borrow baby driver my prized position oh oh this is this is what Aww. happens when you this is what happens when you have a sponsor yeah, exactly <laughs> gorilla graphics gorilla graphics design agency <laughs> we gotta get a jingle for that yeah yeah we should <laughs> that would be really cool have uh have you listened to the moist monday podcast at oh, all? Yeah, oh yeah oh yeah have, have them do that like a little like you know style jingle mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah i love their tiktok videos too because yeah. they're always like good and yours too honestly like i love the you always pick like such a good clip also i will say though for the clip for this one please don't pick the stripper story <laughs> 
<laughs> if people see if people see this, I don't want them to be like, "Oh, he's a fucking scumbag. He goes to strip clubs." <laughs> no, but well, normally I withhold the right to use anything I I please, but I will uh I will uh do that. That's totally fair. That if that's the you. best story that comes out of this, I'll just have to accept that shit and move on. <laughs> no, I haven't had that yet. You know, I am waiting for the day for somebody to be like, "Hey, I didn't like that." I'm like, "Well, you came on the podcast." Yeah, I was like, you, you fucking signed up for this. You, you were aware that there are two cameras and a microphone recording you. <laughs> well, because what was it when when it was uh, me, Jacob, and Robert, or was it just me and Jacob? It was just you and Jacob. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was when me and Jacob and that they, would be a good podcast, though. That all would three be. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. Robert used to live with me too. And oh, I was, for real? And I was the one that put those questions in. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, I remember that now. You guys are yeah. talking about the cast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah because yeah, it, that that totally got derailed. Not, not what I was intending with that with that question at all. I was like, my because my whole punchline was was. Uh, I, my idea behind like like giving you those questions was uh like oh like I'll get I'll ask a question that gets them talking about something that they do outside of whatever they're talking about here so I was like um I was like oh does is Robert in a band and also can I have my cat back <laughs> like, <laughs> and so Lights it was like the cat. Yeah, so it was supposed to be more like it was supposed to be more like oh yeah he, uh, you motherfucker <laughs> yeah no he never sold my cat at all <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even own an animal I don't think but how many cats do you have I have two okay I have two cats bad. yeah so actually weird story about my cats is uh, my manager so I bartend on weekends yeah. and I'm a manager at the other place in Clive shout out the other place in Clive um, and uh, basically. Um, my manager like walked into the server alley one day and was just like hey does anybody want a cat and i was like yeah i'll fucking take your cat like i love cats and one of the best cats i've ever had in my entire life and such a sweetheart and then that was so that was one manager and then a couple years after that my now manager was like um like texted me one day and was like hey do you like want a cat and i was like no no sure don't like i've been through this before i've already got one like i'm good my roommate at the time was like um i asked him because i was like because he was living in my house and i was like well like if you want this cat like you can have it but if you like agree to take this cat like you have to take it with you when you leave you know like that's the only thing like they can live here can do whatever it needs we'll take care of it but like you gotta take it with you yeah he moved out and never took the cat with him so uh so i got stuck with two cats and honestly i love them like they're they're super good cats and great but i only intended to have one cat and here we fucking are and my roommate my current roommate now has a main coon too so there's three cats in this house and it just gets buck wild in there sometimes you don't mind doing the litter box um it's actually like my least favorite part about cats yeah well so molly she you know we started dating she had a cat so this is the first time i've had a cat in my house my mother's allergic oh, so really? i just never grew up with one never was around one um and like you know i think it's actually surprisingly fine but like i make her do the litter box i'm like mm-hmm. the one condition for us like having a cat is that you gotta take care of you gotta like, do it yeah that's like that's your only response i'll feed the cat I will do whatever else for the cat, but you got to take care of that fucking litter box. Yeah. Um, I had a friend uh, who just lived like in complete like filth. Yeah. <laughs> like, just disgusting. She had five cats in her house. Oh, shit. Or, well, no, four cats and a dog. Um, and she had, it, it, this place was like just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like it had 
two litter boxes with like a mountain of cat poop yeah that just like you know never got clean mm-hmm. dishes like molding it you could not like be in this place for longer oh, than 10 yeah. minutes because it just smelled right you know like they're I mean, cats are great, but there is that stereotype. Yeah, you know, you yeah. got to be careful. Like, Absolutely. Well, and I feel like there's definitely a stereotype between like cat owners and dog owners. Yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Well, sure. And see, I used to have a dog, and then my ex girlfriend took it. So like, <sighs> it was a nice dog. And so I went in. I went into this. I've never owned a dog in my entire life, and um, so like we we're in this relationship and whatever, and she really wanted this baby pup, like pup Rottweiler, basically, and. Uh, um so yeah i paid for half of it and everything and like we got it and at the time i was like just starting my business and Mm. so i told her like as of like a prerequisite i was like you know like i don't know how to raise this dog like never had a dog in my life like this is kind of like you're gonna be the one raising it like same thing like i'll feed it i'll take it out i'll take it on walks do whatever Mm. i need to do but like to like when it comes to training like you got to do that so I started working from home with the dog and fucking did not even think of that for some reason. Like, did not think that I would be fully in charge of this dog at all times. And literally, like, is yeah, it's ridiculous. So I started getting, like, um, I started getting really pissed because I was yeah, like, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm the one taking care of this dog and I never even agreed to it. I was, like, reading books on how to train it. Like, the dog, I totally trained the dog. Like, n- like, that way easier to train dogs than it is cats <laughs> and so yeah it was just like this whole thing and then you know break up whatever happened and she ended up taking the dog with her and tried to steal my cat too damn and uh, i ended up getting the cat back i was like you can have everything else like i just want my cat like this is my cat and so yeah yeah i'm glad you got the cat yeah me too man <laughs> No, uh, um, I don't know if I should say this in the podcast, but uh, but Molly like was fostering kittens last summer. Oh yeah, and like we kind of had the same thing. Like, uh, and she wanted to do it again this time around, but I told her I'm like, that's fine, but we're not doing the same thing where like I get trapped, right? Because like you know we work opposite schedules every like, nights. She's you know during the day, you know I was doing school stuff and like so it was just like a constant thing. Like I still had to do all this stuff, and it's right. like, but this isn't my thing. This is your thing. Yeah. You know? yeah balance of relationship man. balance of relationship absolutely <laughs> well and i love that dog dude that dog was so sweet too and like i'm sure you gained some kind of connection with the cats you know like yeah, it, yeah. In, a, in a way you know and it's just like one of those things you know it's, you gotta just move on and yeah figure it out and you know, life's crazy man yeah it is my uh me and my ex-wife we had uh we had two dogs that were bonded i think they were um mother daughters these would have told us um but yeah like the actually australian shepherd also just like my oh dog nice now. yeah yeah um and like i was actually i was talking with a co-worker about this today like australian shepherds are like the neediest fucking dogs oh really ever. I didn't know oh that. my god yeah they, they will be in your face constantly 110 percent oh, like that, yeah, they're anxious when i, when I yeah. came up sorry to interrupt but <laughs> no, when i good. came up here she was just like staring at me like she needed something from me and i was just like i i can i can only pet you like <laughs> got beer you want a beer bro i had a i had a i had a friend who had a story where he had another friend who had a dog and he would just like be like come on bobo and he would just like pour his beer into the, oh, <laughs> bowl no. and the dog would get drunk all the time is that like <laughs> is that like abuse isn't that kind of like abuse in a way like i mean i mean maybe not if the dog likes it like if it but i like, don't know it is kind of a tricky thing like i i've always been someone to like get my dog stoned and like, right, I, don't right. know, I don't well, think that's abuse yeah see i don't I, I that's what i was like like trying to get at i guess is like is it 
abuse like is it abusive to like feed or like even like giving your dog like make like chicken nuggets or some shit like that like oh, some people that's not abuse now well no not abuse but like ultimately you are like feeding the dog is something that like it shouldn't have necessarily sure, you know what i mean sure. so it's like like Peter would fucking have a heyday if that shit you know <laughs> yeah but i mean i think you could say make the same argument for like giving a kid ice cream oh yeah true you know, or like, candy yeah like, like sugar they, in general. they shouldn't have that but it's like are you really being abusive or are you just yeah. you know letting him have a good i'm time? abusing my child by giving him suckers <laughs> Dude, if that's did the you standard just abuse your child with skittles <laughs> don't want to know that story yeah no. child abuse the skittles god yeah Can you imagine my like- child skittles and have them taken away by dhs <laughs> <laughs> it's like the child called it type of shit with skittles oh my god that'd be awful you're actually like a super caring parent and just give your kid, kid candy like once and they're like no like a SWAT team comes in breaks in through the windows <laughs> like you just give your kids that's that's some like 1984 shit right there like, yeah yeah it's fucking weird well it's kind of weird like uh we're kind of getting into a day and age almost where like it almost feels like kids have more rights than parents right yeah you know like, gen zers man yeah <laughs> they have the power of the internet man. <laughs> so dude i'm scared to see what's after the internet you know what i mean like yeah. what's next well you know it's it's interesting uh back a long time ago we had uh seth leopold you might know him yeah, happy snag of course yeah. yeah yeah fuck yeah um yeah i've worked with seth on a bunch of videos fuck yeah fuck yeah i'm yeah. actually editing a video for him right now and oh, i'm really sorry me. seth i've been fucking so busy with everything but it's an hour-long edit that i'm doing for one of his mixes i'm like 45 minutes into this bitch <laughs> it's taken months for me to fucking get there but i'm gonna get there i promise you seth i promise you that's awesome but he was talking about uh how like he believes that <laughs> You know, we're going to go through the phase of the internet and then the next generation is just going to reject it entirely. Mm. Like, oh, I could see that, yeah. You know, it, it makes sense because, like, you know, our generation kind of rejected cable and television. Mm-hmm. You know, the previous generation, you know, you know, they were into rock while their parents were like, you know, rock's the devil's yeah, music, you know? Yeah. It always happens. That is kind of crazy to think about. So it's almost kind of like a silver lining in a way, you know? Well, do you think, though, because I, like, right now, anyways, I feel like a lot of the older generation is rejecting the internet. Like, Mm. where they, like, don't agree to have social media or don't agree to have, like, Facebook or something like that. Because, like, my parents, my, my dad works at Facebook and doesn't have Facebook damn well, he had that's to, interesting well he actually had to make a facebook account <laughs> for, for it, it. Yeah. yeah i've tried to look him up i can't find them either <laughs> he's good at hiding his shit somehow he's yeah. in the, <laughs> yeah my parents are the same way they don't have i think my dad i think in case like has it for work yeah but, like, that's it yeah my mom has an instagram um and i'm not gonna give that shit out but uh <laughs> link in the description yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <but>. Go <laughs> please do that, not My that poor was, woman that poor woman who is this mcallister hours yeah. why am i getting so much feedback on this shit <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah. um yeah no my mom has an instagram but she's like very uh protective about like she uses like a different name you know mm. like oh, so really? she yeah wow. so she goes under like a a pseudonym basically for her profile and like that's literally her only social media profile is instagram which is owned by facebook and then my dad works at facebook so it's like a weird little triangle we got going on here but (laughs) and i'm I'm on social media more than i even like to fucking admit but yeah 
well I, you, we have to be though as creatives you know like it's it's kind of forced and then you and then like because before i ever started guerrilla graphics like i i deleted my facebook like deleted yep, a same. bunch of stuff like same never used it was like i don't like this this is like taking too much of my time and then you get into the creative industry and it's like okay if you want to remain relevant or get clients or do whatever you like you really have to you literally have to like now 90 percent of my clientele comes through facebook damn yeah well, I wouldn't say 90%, but a shitload of it. Uh, like, majority, like, majority of it definitely comes through social media. Yeah. I remember uh, I was in this, you know, because I was in, well, still am. I got a community college, and I had this, like, bullshit English class. I was, like, with children, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, the first day, I was like, God, this is an awful idea. Why the fuck did I, <laughs> Why the fuck did I do this? So, like, the whole class, I'm, like, arguing with children, essentially. And uh, they because it was it was weird it was like a composition class yeah but, but the whole this whole thing was like yeah well we're in person so it's like you're here in person so we gotta do like discussions and mm-hmm. stuff and it's actually bullshit the last day this motherfucker was too lazy to write a test so he had us do like a like he just had us take our papers and like have discussions on our papers and he ended up extending class like an hour because oh, he was like fuck just because he could i'm like oh my god like that this sucks. was not the last english class i'm ever taking in my right, life I yeah. <laughs> you know? I, well i like my english teacher in college too was like very much the same we um it was a, it was a composition class i think or something like that and last english c- credit i had to take so i'm like oh fuck this is gonna be easy like this yeah, is the only thing yeah. i need to do i'm done with all my general credits or whatever and the dude had a fucking phd in writing <laughs> And he he's in a beginner composition class, and I'm just like fuck, man. Like <laughs> Jesus, I thought this was gonna be easy. It's like day one. He's like, we're only gonna write three papers this whole this whole semester. I was like, oh hell yeah, let's go. Like this is gonna, this is gonna be so easy, piece of cake. And he's like, no, this is like the, like you are you're not allowed to use these five words ever. It was like this, that, and what? and like shit like that. Yeah, like not allowed to use that if you did that you immediately like deducted points um all your writing had to be very straightforward like no filler words whatsoever um you had to have like bibliographies you had to have everything cited very like analytical compositions and um yeah dude it fucking sucked and i've always been like a pretty good student like throughout all my like schooling like i was always like tried to do as best i could you know so i was like an a b student and fucking this is this class this goddamn composition class was the first time i ever received a letter grade that was an f on on my first paper and and the class i ended up getting like a b plus but like fucking my first paper i got an f the first of the three papers you write that that semester got an f on it and it was just so like yeah that's so a panic destru- attack right there yeah it was yeah. destructive for me because i was like fuck now nah, i really have to like i've and i thought i did really good on that first paper and i fucking failed it yeah. and it was like so yeah and like i think like 30 percent of your uh like grade was just like attendance so like shit like that you know because you only write three papers so it was just it was all just you have to be here you have to hear me and like then you have to write three papers you know that's such a bullshit thing attendance my my like my father talks about how he went to college and he literally showed up for the last day and he passed yeah like they didn't care back now it's like i think and this is me maybe me getting into it but like you know i think that honestly the value of education is so low that like they have to do that to make up for it yeah yeah i agree yeah well that and also just like i think most people think that it should be like free you know yeah i think 
I think everybody should. I I personally believe that everybody should have an equal right to learn anything that they want, and I think that's why, especially why like YouTube has become so powerful, like how-to videos and tutorials mm. and stuff like that, and the master classes, and you can pay you know 150 bucks and receive a master class from fucking gordon ramsay on how to not fucking fry shrimp wrong or something you know like you know what i mean like that's more powerful i know plenty of people that are um you know like they're starting businesses and they're doing literally everything just off of youtube like learning how to do shit from that and i think i think that's how it should be you know like i think we should be able to have a free education and be able to learn i think you know, I don't know. That's I don't know all the like politics and the you know like all the shit behind that. But I just think I I just believe that people should be able to learn whatever they want as much as they want, and whether they choose to do that or not, that's really up to them. Yeah, well, I I you know that's the beauty of the internet, like we mm-hmm. said, exactly. Yeah. You know that that you can do that. But um, anyway, going back to the the class, um, the, the, I was getting an argument with this kid. You know, going back to like us being having to be on social media, he was like, "Well, why don't you just like why don't you just stop then?" And I'm like, "I for my career, I literally can't." Like yeah. what we said, like I you literally can't. can't. Yeah, like you need you need to be in it. You need to be. Yeah, we need alt writers to yell at us. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> what was that? Pl- Sorry to interrupt, but what was that platform? Rumble. I've never even heard of that. Rumble. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It was like a. It was formed like kind of in opposition to like when YouTube was doing a lot of the censorship stuff on COVID, and, you know, things like that. It was kind of a. Uh, yeah, it was kind of an opposition to that essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I don't really watch content on there. It's just kind <laughs> of like a. It's an alternate platform that I heard of. I'm like. <coughs> fuck it why don't i just upload to that and you know it's gotten a little bit of traction but actually i just i just tried to upload the jacob the freak video twice and it wouldn't take it so i'm on rumble yeah so i might i might give up classic jacob (laughs) classic jacob even the alt-right won't accept him (laughs) jacob i hope you fucking heard that (laughs) you're so loved by everybody other than the alt-right He's Which sobbing. is bad for you, by the like, way. No. He's like, who am I gonna shove things into my nose with now? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's I'm bald. He's bald now, so he fits know, right in. It's so great. <laughs> he joined the fucking club, dude. He joined the club. We're gonna be the bald, right? <laughs> bald. <laughs> I'm not even in politics like at all. That's fucking good. Bolt right. No, dude. Jacob. Okay, so when I saw him in Omaha randomly at that Bad Flower concert, he had shaved his head, right? Sorry, let me just interject. Did did you know about his head or no? Oh, I knew. Oh, okay. okay. I knew. I just, I I told people here and there, like, because I thought about doing the exact same thing that he was doing, because, like, it, like on my on my head like i i have the hair like the hair is there but just the top is really thinning mm. so like when i i used to have really long hair it was down past my nipples and like i just it just started getting really thin on top so i really considered it but i still have i still have hair on top i just uh i just you know it was just thin i just didn't like the look of it and i was just yeah. like i'm just gonna fucking own it and so yeah. so now so i don't actually shave my head like like down to the skin i just like kind of trim it all off and it's like a buzz cut it's like a really really small buzz cut basically but um 
Yeah, I knew about. Did you? Uh, did you not know that he had a toupee? I didn't hear about it until. Sorry, Rob. sorry, Jacob. We're fucking throwing you under the bus right now. But <laughs> no, I mean, I I did to him in the last podcast. Uh, no, Rob. Rob, uh, Rob fucking told me when he came on like four episodes ago. Really? Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, Jacob has had a wig." I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" He. Had- it was so realistic. Yeah. Well, when he when I re you know re you know whatever reconnected with him yeah reconnected it's not the right word yeah reconnected yeah with him like he had it then yeah i, I had no idea for two years i know <laughs> i know dude it was crazy like, that fucking bastard <laughs> one of my one of my favorite memories about that toupee uh, is that like fucking okay well first of all it looked great on him you you couldn't tell yeah that it was i couldn't there. unless he unless he like was fucking with it or doing something with it like you know ne- you had no idea it was there yeah so that was awesome um and also part of the, one of the reasons like why I wanted to do it at the time, but I just like was shaved all my hair off. I was like, fuck it. But he, uh, we were at this, uh, we were at the Samantha fish concert at Woolies and she's like this blues guitarist, like super amazing musician. And, um, we were there and, uh, I think he ended up being, uh, I was, maybe I was the DD that night. Cause I was supposed to do photos, but they never approved me to, I never got approved for my media pass. So, um, uh, we just ended up going yeah. and uh fucking and jacob starts getting a little drunk and he's literally like sitting there just like dancing like this <laughs> and then he like turns around at me and his fucking toupee is like up, <laughs> is like up like this and he had he had done it on purpose like he was doing like he would just do that on purpose like just to freak people out and and, and people were just people i shit you not people walked up to him and they're like i love your confidence and it's like i'm just like fuck man i'm bald over here like trying try to just get by day by day and he's just like flipping up his toupee that you can see it and people are just like giving him praise or that and i'm like i'm more power to him that's awesome but i was just like fuck he's the only person in the world that could do that and not be, and not be ashamed you know like he like and he would tell people too that it was that it was fake you know and whatever but god dude i i love that man he's, he's a great he's a great guy fuck yeah yeah and, and you know we i always talk about this them it's crazy how like i knew him so so we talked about he was cele- living a second life with without hair well no like uh so i worked with him when he first started cin- or when oh, i yeah, first started cinema yep. yeah like when we were both 18 and in between the time that i knew him then and knew him later i was married and divorced (laughs) he's like one of the few people who like knew me like for that long of a span he did not know my ex-wife i do always forget that you guys have known each other for a long time i knew you guys worked at the thing the movie theater but yeah well i mean we didn't talk for like fucking three years or whatever and then i i don't even know i think i randomly came across on my instagram like oh shit Jacob yeah, he's does doing this. Shit, well yeah. fuck i have him on the podcast Re- reconnect you well, know so i went to high school with him and yeah he kind of like fell off the face of the map like i didn't hear from him for a long time and we knew of each other in high school and like we had kind of hung out a couple of times um but he was in like an opposing like not opposing band but like a different band that i was in high school and mm. i remember there being like some slight animosity because our band was like a little bit like more sure. popular i guess sure. and but we were always good friends and um we, we were always at least civil with each other at that time but i remember there was definitely some animosity at sure, one sure. i mean we were fucking 16 you know so it's whatever but <laughs> yeah. now i fucking talk to him all the time and okay so wait back to the whole balding thing yeah 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 so uh 
he i show up in omaha and like on the ride there um because i had like posted it on my snapchat or whatever and was like like uh omaha like let's go or whatever and um i get a snapchat from izzy his girlfriend jacob and robert and they're all sitting in the back seat of the car and they all sent me this snapchat at the same time like hey are you going to bad flower in omaha hey are you going to bad flower in omaha hey are you going to bad flower in omaha i was like oh my god i'm going to bad flower in omaha like <laughs> did you know like you know? And so so we just all ended up meeting in omaha like randomly totally random and i remember he took off his hat and he was just like i'm bald now i was like oh god i love you like welcome to the club he was like i'm really like trying to get used to it like do i have to like nod at bald people now like when i walk past them on the sidewalk and shit and i was like well i mean you just kind of like nod to them like you would anybody else like it's not like it's like, like white version of being black right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, Yo, it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. but dude that's, that's i i don't i don't care like I, people can make fun of my baldness or whatever but it's just me you know like you, you're just you gotta own that shit at some point you know like you have a great great set of hair follicles on your forehead yeah. on your head. well it's weird because my grandpa actually was bald at 18 really mm-hmm. see my grandpa was bald on top like he had the horseshoe well still oh, it still yeah. does and uh yeah it's so i just got his genes for sure for yeah. that and I, I i knew it was happening like i knew it was gonna come like even when i had long hair and so i think that's why i had long hair for so long because mm. i've only been bald for or um been shaving my head for the last like probably like two years now like two and a half years i think this year will be the third year that i've done it um because i started shaving it during covid um because i couldn't get haircuts and i was already thinning on top so i was just like might as well yeah i uh i have like shaved my head because like, mm-hmm. I, I like to change it up you know yeah, yeah. like I, I like to i don't like to pay for that many haircuts anymore. yeah me neither <laughs> i think I it's stupid I like going to the haircut place every month i just think it's so dumb that's also like part of the reason why i grew my hair out in the first place yeah yeah i grew mine for a year and a half at one point it was mm-hmm. it was down to here um but yeah like i i you know hearing like you and people like jacob like talk about balding kind of makes me like well like should i really like mm-hmm. should i just keep it not nah, keep it keep that <laughs> keep shit bro I have it you know keep so it I risk it. You can. And, and see the thing is is it, it's changed for me now like at first i was like okay i notice people that are bald now too like and mm. like you always do but like you don't think about it like in the way like i'm also bald yeah but um when uh but now it's like i look at people's head of hair and i'm like fuck man that looks good like i just fucking wish i had some fucking more hair on my head you know like whatever and but then the beauty of it is that i can wear any wig that i want at any time you know so like that's just one way to look at it like i don't but i could you know what was what was the term jacob used on the last podcast because like apparently in the bald com- the male bald community they are rejecting the term wig it's like it's called like ha- i think it's hair care or something like that or hairstyle it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's some what? fucking stupid ass shit that's some fucking that's some like bald conspiracy <laughs> yeah. bullshit like, like we don't identify as bald anymore <laughs> we, we identify as hair less <laughs> <laughs> You called me bald? How dare you? Did you just did you just misnomer my fucking identity? I don't need no comb. 
I don't, I don't need no comb. Yeah, that's the other beauty of it is like I get in the shower, dude. I use so I save so much on fucking shampoo, dude. Mm. So much. I use like that much, and that's all I need. Hmm. I still shampoo. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a conditioner guy. I don't know. See, I used to be. I used to I used to shampoo and condition. I used to try to do everything I could to fucking keep it keep all my hair like looking good. And I had some really fucking nice nice hair actually. And it's funny because. uh so when I was 18, I uh, got an OWI, oh, and in my shit. in my mugshot, which is like one of the last pictures that I have of me, like it with like really nice hair, is my fucking mugshot. It's so depressing, but at the same time, like I, I don't, I don't. I'll show you. I'll show it to you. But like, <laughs> fucking dude, I see this shit, and I'm just like, every time people see it, they're just like, damn. Like you had a lot of really good hair, and I'm like, quit fucking saying that shit, man. Like, <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> you got OWI when you were 18. 18, yeah. It was Damn. a huge turning point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you got it out of the way early. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was it like? Was it lesser? You being under 21? No. It was. It was probably more, if anything. Oh, really? Yeah. And Damn. I and I I blew pretty high too. I was. It was shit. like I said. It was a huge turning point in my life. At the time, I was like, I had a lot of really destructive behavior and uh, was just really, you know, not happy and um, was just going through a lot of personal shit and. Um, like my parents had like basically kicked me out of the house and like you know i was living on my own at 18 with three other dudes and so like all we did was like just you know drink and sure right you know fresh out of fresh out of high school like we didn't really like think that there were any consequences you know and i literally was living on my own for a month and then got a dui and uh yeah i had to spend um you know that night in jail and i ended up going back to jail for uh that same that same thing like i literally like after i got arrested and you have like your internal hearing or whatever what not the internal i don't know what the first the first hearing initial hearing or whatever um i just remember asking my like whoever the lady was that i was talking to i was like what is the fastest and cheapest way i can get out of this you know like like uh, my, jail every time well, and the, that's the other thing too is i didn't tell my parents when i got oh, arrested damn yeah i called a friend like i literally like when i was like getting arrested uh i had my phone with me and i was i was like now thinking about it like i remember i was so drunk like it was not good like i should not have been behind the wheel and never yeah. never you know whatever but um yeah i remember uh they because they take your phone obviously you know when you go in jail and so i was like sitting there like just writing numbers down on my phone like of people that i could call and not one of them were my parents i was just like i the last thing i'm gonna do is have my mom pick me up from jail (laughs) like that is not fucking what i want her to like have to deal with and so i went through a lot of that experience by myself because i was uh like i didn't want my parents to like have that burden you know of me being that burden you know so i was like i really uh uh just wanted to handle the entire situation by myself and like learn from it and it's exactly what i did you know and eventually my parents ended up finding out because uh the car well i wasn't even driving my car i was driving my friend's minivan mm. oh, shit. and minivans are fun as shit apparently when you're <laughs> fucking drunk i guess but <laughs> no, <it> was, but, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't get into like an accident or anything like that. I just I got, just pulled, got pulled over. over yeah. And, yeah, you know, is the rest is history. But um, 
Yeah, I remember my I was working at a restaurant at the time and uh I get a phone call. I'm like literally like sitting on the like bench outside of the work like waiting for my friend to pick me up cuz I can't drive, you know, and I get a phone call from my mom and um I I can hear the car that they're in just just like <clears throat> she's like you got anything you want to tell us like I swear to God like all the windows were down like this car was just buzzing like down the fucking the highway she's like you got anything you want to tell us and I was like um well I got an OWI a couple months ago she's like yeah you fucking did like, yeah you did we're coming to get your car right now I was like oh, she's like have you been driving your car I was like no I can't like I don't even have a license and you know they ended up picking up the car and junking it but um yeah no like I and that was another part of like my experience with that is like I literally had no mode of transportation yeah. how, so how long were you not able to drive uh, it was like a little under a year. Okay. Um, yeah. But because I didn't have a car, I didn't have to like get a blow and go or anything like that, you know? So I was like, I actually, you know, kind of got out of the situation really lucky and cause yeah. I was uh, living with three other dudes at the time in, in college and I was living in Ankeny and um, luckily like all my other friends had their cars so they could drive me to work and stuff, you know, and I would like pay for gas and stuff. And, um, but yeah, huge eye opening, like literally been on my living on my own without my parents for a month and I get an OWI and I can't <laughs> drive anywhere, you know? So it was like, yeah, I've talked to a lot of people who've gotten like the same thing and they, yeah. they, all of them say like, it sucks having not having mm-hmm. a car. Like you don't realize until you don't have it. Yeah, like, you, don't re- you really don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I, I've had like friends too that I've gotten them and they have to like use the blow and goes and like they, mm, they'll like yeah. quit drinking and stuff like that. And, um, which is great. You know, I think yeah, I yeah. totally approve of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, for me it was like, you know, I, I quit drinking and then was also, like, not able to drive anywhere. So, I just, like, played, like, Nintendo 3DS a shitload. And, like, <laughs> fucking started, you know, really getting into, like, design and all that shit. Just anything I could do around the house to, like, keep myself busy, basically. And, yeah, it was basically, like, get, get a ride to work. Or, well, and at the time, I was working, like, probably, like, four or five blocks from where I lived. So, I would just skate. I would just skateboard to, to work every day and uh yeah it sucked man did you get for your restitution probably i'm sure i did you don't know how much i don't i I can't it was a while ago you know i i know i ended up paying it was like almost like five grand for the whole owi yeah yeah like over time with like you know your fees and um court fees and all that shit and yeah it sucked and i remember my mom my mugshot was like if you because like if you googled my name like you could you could like you know see all the shit like i'd been doing in high school and all that shit and like i was in band and whatever and so if you google my name like all this good stuff would pop up and then as soon as you get a fucking owi you google your name it's just only mugshots not even <laughs> not even my just my mugshot like so many other mugshots and, um, and that's when jane started going under gorilla graphics <laughs> <laughs> no it was way after that <laughs> no but <laughs> No, but I was I was super embarrassed about it. Like it was not it was definitely like I said it was just a huge eye-opening experience. And now like the, since I've grown from it, I'm like very thankful that it did happen at such a young age, you know, yeah, because it was yeah. like like I said it, I learned a lot from it. I learned like how you know real the world actually is like right out of fucking high school. Like 
and it sucked and i you know there's plenty of kids that you know that and that i went to high school with that would go to jail and shit or get caught or busted with something you know and like i, ne- I just never really lived that so never like from, it, yeah yeah i never thought of it never experienced it so like that for me was like the huge like all right light bulbs on like this this is not a thing anymore like i can't i can't be living this recklessly and yeah. thinking everything's going to be okay because that's not the that's not how the world works you know yeah yeah i i'm i'm lucky so far yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah as i anything. drink this beer yeah right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we had an episode uh michael m jenny he's a um r&b artist of cedar rapids we did like this whole thing where we were talking about like how bad alcohol is and i was like yeah. hey you might pour me a little bit of that yeah. <laughs> we just stopped drinking. it really fucking is though dude it's, it is poison like it yeah, absolutely yeah. is poison Literally and like you know it just especially being in like um the music industry like alcohol is always everywhere you Mm. go you know so it's like it's it's you definitely have to like play that like stand on that line you know and be like okay this is where this is too much for me and this is Mm. where you know i need to know yourself exactly you need to know yourself you need to like slow down when you can like if and if anything like stop drinking you know for however long just to like get your fucking brain back to normal because it like it does fuck with you man like it's not a good substance and like you know people die from it every day you know same thing with like smoking cigarettes like it's just it is a very toxic fucking yeah isn't it crutch isn't it amazing that like that's one of the only drugs that are legal yeah you know it weirds the shit out of me like it doesn't make any sense but like weed isn't legal like (laughs) I've always, I've always told myself, like, even like, um, like with smoking weed and everything is that like, if I, if, if it was legal in Iowa and I could just like have edibles, I would just eat an edible in the morning and I would literally be fine. Like I wouldn't need to smoke anymore. I wouldn't need to drink anymore. I wouldn't need to do any of that. Like you just have your, like, I mean, I I have anxiety, you know, I have, you know, nerves and, um, I get, you know, just anxious around like certain situations and stuff like that. And alcohol has definitely been one of those things where it's like it loosens you up but then like afterwards you like i it's almost worse it's almost yeah. worse it's it really is it's like you were you were like kind of okay here and then you have like a night of drinking or something and then the next morning you're like fuck man like now i'm really sad <laughs> you know like yeah shit yeah. like that and i've never had that experience with like marijuana or anything like yeah, that. yeah yeah not at all although marijuana is considered a depressive as well but um I don't. I just. I think it's definitely a lot like safer and healthier. Oh like, yeah, it's way safer. Yeah. I mean, I and like you know, Molly agrees with me on this. Like, I would much rather have my kid chiefing a blunt in my basement right. at sixteen than like going out and drinking. Right. Hundred ten percent. Not even a question. Well, and that's the thing too is like the like with alcohol, like majority of people that make alcohol end up making decisions that they regret or or get an OWI or do something that just makes them feel fucking stupid. Yeah. You know? marijuana, you order extra pizza. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Or you start drawing, like, yeah, exactly. Like you, like you think of different things, and like I don't know, marijuana affects everybody differently, and like some sure, people get sure. very paranoid, and like I've experienced that as well. But at the same time, it's like I would, I would much rather be like high on marijuana instead of drunk on alcohol, and just like live, you know. I don't know. I just I think it's a lot better. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've I've talked to a lot of people who are like, you know, were really bad like meth or heroin addicts, mm-hmm. and the one thing that all of them said was the worst thing for them was alcohol. Yeah. 
Like yeah. that, that was the thing that like they like you know I've done like meth and heroin, but alcohol is the only thing that you know have my, me in my car and you know my neighbor's front yard. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no but that's the thing is it inhibits it inhibits like what you would naturally like stop yourself from doing mm-hmm. you know and that's i think that's genuinely the very dangerous part about alcohol is that like you if you especially if you abuse it and like you know sure everybody yeah. likes that fun everybody likes to get drunk sure whatever i'm not judging people for that and i i do it too but like the key is moderation though. absolutely and it's moderation in everything and i think yep. that's what that's what the key is is that that's what like people have to really understand to like get better about them either themselves mentally or physically or yeah. whatever it may be and the thing is like you can't you can't be moderate without like being good mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you, you gotta be able to like grapple with the substance and be like because if you're not good then then the moderation goes out the window then you're just using it using, it, using yeah it. like i have that problem still like at shows like i feel like every time i go to a show i get too drunk mm-hmm. like it's just it's a way for me like deal with my anxiety like i you know i'm like and honestly, it's it's more of like emotion than mm-hmm. anything. Like I'm just sipping, sipping, yeah, sipping. Yeah, you don't think about it. You're like, especially if like I've done the same thing where like if you, if I go to a show to my like by myself hmm. and I don't know anybody, I'm just like kind of standing there and you're just holding a drink and it's like, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't want to, I don't want to look at my phone. I will, you you know, like I'm you know, whatever, but it's definitely it's definitely an easy easy thing yeah i definitely experienced that same thing too when i first started like really shooting for shows as i would like mm. i'd go there i'd drink like three beers you know like and then and then go out afterwards or something like that and um i think it's definitely like once i realized that that was happening and i was like waking up like you know hung over from a show that i had like done video or photos for or something you know i was like all right this is this needs to stop like this is not good like i obviously got the job done you know i did my thing yeah, but yeah. like it's not healthy you know yeah and yeah and that that kind of thing doesn't really happen with marijuana no you know? like, like you can yeah i totally agree you can like chill and like be okay and you might get a little paranoid or something or it might affect you differently but either way like you're still like there you're still like conscious of what's going on around you you're not just like you know like (laughs) fuck it dude let's go like you know like it's not like that you're just like oh man this is really chill i'm having a good time like you like you you realize things differently i guess yeah well and like you know like for me personally it's almost like kind of not i mean that's not the main reason but like part of the reason why i'm like kind of stepped away from like rapping and like doing more podcast stuff Mm -hmm. is like i feel like every time i went on stage i had to have a drink in me right yeah like that was the only way i could do it like there is and like you know the thing with alcohol is like you (laughs) you know unlike marijuana which is a pretty instant you know effect Mm -hmm. like alcohol is like hours yeah you know so you can drink forever yeah yeah so you can get just it'd be two hours later like oh my god i drink way too much but there's literally nothing i could i mean you could you could do like the purge which i've done plenty but water and and (laughs) well or like just force myself to throw up oh yeah Yeah, that's that's the purge i thought you were just like going out and wrecking people (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can just like have like three or four beers and then just like go out and start fucking shit up on the street no just (laughs) just purge bro you ever seen that movie it's sick <laughs> dude okay I, uh, I i don't mean like pause it but i really do have to take a pee right okay now. yeah okay. uh we'll pause it really quick okay all right shouldn't have got again yeah i actually i got him uh i got him the day my divorce went through oh damn yeah that's like a sad cat memory 
<laughs> no, it was a good thing. Um, no, I mean, I filed for divorce. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, then good. Yeah, I got the fuck up. Um, yeah, all right, we're, we're back. Jaden Swales, Grill and Graphics. What's up, what's up? <laughs> back again. Um, fuck, man. What, like, what, what have you been working on? Like, do you have anything in the works? Yeah. Like, music video-wise or anything like that? Um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier that uh, Mint music video, um, the band Mint is the <laughs> um, band. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be a really, really sick music video. Probably one of, the, like, the biggest production videos that I've been a part of. Um so I'm really excited for that. Um, gonna be doing media with uh, maybe someday productions. Shout out maybe someday um, at Field Trip. Ooh. We're gonna be doing all the media for Field Trip. Awesome I'm boys, field trip box. I'm gonna be Field Trip myself. Yes, sir. Oh, we got oh the hello. Cat. We got the cat in here. We got the cat. I left him in here. My bad. <laughs> Lucifer, come on. Come on, buddy. Lucifer. Cat's <laughs> his name. Not today, Satan. Yeah, he lives up to it. We had a fucking. Uh, so we have a cooler that we sometimes use for beer, and it was like full of melted ice. And the motherfucker knocked the whole thing off. <laughs> like, he loves to knock cups, cups over cat. and all that shit. Yeah, fucking cat's been. But, um, yeah, no, I've uh, been working on. I've been doing a lot of recap videos for shows. Um, currently finishing up um, a Uzi video, UZ. He's a DJ. Um, mm really good like trap edm um super i had a lot of fun at that that was with the show that i did in omaha oh, okay. and then i did okay. bad flower right after that um trying to think what else i got oh i just did a women on uh this last saturday i did a women's empowerment video for the roe v wade um, oh, okay cool yeah that was really cool had a lot of fun doing that and then um was that like an organization or uh just no it's people? just yeah just uh kelsey young um keeping it clicking photography um she's just got this new studio out ow your cat just bit me oh, <laughs> here let's take a no, it's, it's okay you sure yeah i'm totally fine okay. i just scared me dude i was like fucker sees his sees his bag over there. Yeah, that's so funny, dude. I love cats, so it's not a problem at all. I was just like, "Fuck, Jesus Christ, it's something." Yeah, oh, I miss it. Yeah, I mean, um, you can play with that for a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, keeping it clicking. Photography, Kelsey Young. Um, check her out on. Um, facebook and instagram she does a lot of really cool uh i'm about to go carry katy perry on this cat eating the <laughs> eating the bag of doritos did you see that clip no no the, katy perry on like american idol like flipped out on some like production guy because he was eating like a bag of doritos like on set God, i wish we had molly here we could pull up i'll have to i'll have to watch that yeah, it's, it's pretty good dude she like flips out and then the, the production guy just like just like grabs the bag of doritos back from her and just like, keeps eating it and, like um, no but anyways back to it kelsey young keep keeping it clicking photography um does great work she just got this new studio in carlisle iowa um super cool spot she just re renovated every everything um looks really good um trying to think uh me and ashley copeland did a really cool styled photo shoot um a while back um with some of our friends as the models and uh did like look came out really good um trying to do like more styled shoots like that just like for fun just like creative um shoots um yeah uh trying to think what else i did um i've done a lot of design stuff recent more recently than um 
like during like you know post covid and everything i uh did the logo for blase boys um out in colorado they're like a weed company out mm. there and uh i did their logo and i did some um branding for them that looks really cool so check them out blase boys um trying to think who else ashley copeland i think i already mentioned that we did the yeah, yeah. suits um but yeah no uh just working just working man <laughs> it's just been non-stop just like continuously going um i'm also i've been um in contact with uh this other dj he wants me to do like a whole rebrand for him um which will be really fun um yeah just a lot of a lot of music stuff a lot of uh i'm trying to get more back into graphic design so if you guys need any logos or branding work done definitely your guy definitely got you fuck yeah this is this is the guy to hit up i I say (laughs) you know every ad for the podcast but yeah you thank you 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 kill it man you you have an eye you know i really appreciate that man that means more to me than i can even explain awesome awesome well uh and you know we'll have to work together again i'd love to on a skit or video or whatever yeah well and i remember you were kind of mentioning that there was another video that we were going to be doing and it kind of just like all fell apart or something well yeah that well that was (laughs) i just i so i didn't want you to think that i was like trying to blow you off or something i was just like dude i'm so busy right now that like if i if i can do this i will but i i don't want to make any like false promises you know no you're i mean uh, that was a fucking nightmare so (laughs) so for my final for dmac um i i had like this idea for a short film where a guy you know is backing out hits a guy and he like his solution is like to call his sketchy friend and they like go bury and hide the body uh, like a okay yeah it was like, like a weekend wait. at bernie's type thing yeah sure but it was like <laughs> it was supposed kidding. to be like darker or whatever yeah but like you know because it's a school project so you know in the real world if you have if you hire people and they don't fall through you can fire them mm-hmm. and then find more people right but at dmac you don't really have that option. yeah you're relying yeah. on volunteer work basically yeah. um so yeah the whole thing just ended up falling through we did like some shitty like PSA for driving. Oh yeah. And I mean it worked. I got the A, but yeah, yeah, that was a very disappointing experience. So I hope this summer that we can, you know, do something absolutely regain man. that energy. Definitely yeah. I'm definitely down. Any anything that I can be a part of, I will. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we collectively know plenty of people. I'm sure we could get mm-hmm. something together. Yeah, absolutely, man. Fuck yeah. Well and you know, I I'm working full time, but I got I you know, besides that, we I got weekends, nights off and plenty of time to do some shit so yeah mm-hmm. we should definitely yeah. work together man absolutely i'm totally down fuck yeah Jaden. uh it's about at the two hour mark already oh here. shit yeah yeah it feels so, like it yeah so we should probably wrap up right, uh right. is there anything you want to mention before we do that um i think uh just mostly like i, I just want to you know shout out kind of the people i've been working with like mint um the band um birdie pie um Ashley Copeland photography, Kelsey Young photography, Sierra Grace photography. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, just trying to, that's really, that's really it. Those are the people that I work with, you know, a lot and I really respect them and I love their work and I love everything about all of them. And I just want, you know, to have people know about them, I guess. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, and uh, HLN Productions, too. I'm, there, I know there's plenty that I'm missing. Stutterbox. I love Stutterbox. Yep, yep. House of Leopold, Seth Leopold, JC Leopold. Um, yeah. They seem to be doing well out there in yeah, LA, LA. Yeah, they're killing it out there. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, I, 
I mean, I think anyone, like when anyone hears about people moving out to LA, you get kind of a little worried, like, you right. know, because it's so crazy out Everybody there. But does. It's, but it's good to hear that they, like, you know, are doing shit. Yeah, they they're keeping their own out there for sure. And, yeah. You know, it, it takes time, you know, especially moving to a new city and all that and growing that new audience. And yeah, it's, a, it's definitely not easy. So more power to them. And hopefully, you know, they can keep doing exactly what they love doing and stay comfortable. You know, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. I hope I hope they can come back and do a podcast. That's, oh, that's the only reason I want to see I them. I miss them so much. <laughs> Seth and JC, I miss you guys so much. I used to yeah. see them all the time, and now I never get to see them except for on social media. So yeah. it's uh, it's you're missed. You're you're hella missed, both of you. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such as life. They're they're doing great things. You know. Yeah. That's, absolutely. It's an important thing. Uh, all right, everybody, hit up Gorilla Graphics Design see if you want any video, logo, anything like that. Um, this guy's the man. Thank you. I've worked with him personally. He does the job. Yeah. Uh, all right. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few days. Deuces, YouTube. Peace. <laughs>